welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Let's get it going out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys in there of the world. How's it going out there? We are welcoming you in to the Sports Buffoon Studios here based out of Lenexa, Kansas. We are the Sports Buffoons. JG's over here getting crunk. It looks like Tanner Dawson, you're over here running the show, running the joint. What's going on? I'm over here chilling like a villain. And so how are you guys feeling today? Feel great. Yeah. You guys gave me a full week off. I don't know why you did that shit, but I didn't even have to show up for work last week. And so I'm feeling fully refreshed, ready to go on my vacation in Vegas next Wednesday so I can Hold miss on. another show. You're saying, Wait, there we go. How many more vacations do you need, JG? That's that's the problem, I think. Okay, so I lied. I am gonna be on the show, but I, I'm gonna have to be in on the show in Vegas. So I will but I will show up next week. I promise you that. Okay, I mean that's fair enough. Look, I don't want to interrupt your time in Vegas. So if you, if you want to go to Vegas and have a good time and not worry about the show, I get that too. But if we could even steal 15 minutes of your time to at least get your your bet of the week out of the way, then I think we should do something like you that. You might maybe. get a full hour. It depends on how drunk I am. Ooh, oh, I get well. a full hour. Are you going to be in like one of the betting areas, sports books? I'll probably be in my high roller suite, the Bellagio. That's You'll fair. probably have to live with that. Well, good. Let, let's keep that same energy because here in a few minutes on the show, we're going to talk about our top places in Las Vegas for you to enjoy. So we can roll that into some places maybe you should be at while you're on the show with us next week. Uh, I think that would be a fun thing to do, uh, to talk about where maybe JG should be in a yeah. certain environment, maybe get some background, maybe feel the feel the energy that you're experiencing while we're here live. Feel, feel in, the energy uh, of potential playoffs coming up in the NFL. That's what I want to see. That's very, very true. I'll so, see what I can do. I'll see what I can do about that. Yeah, well, uh, guys, I, I know we have a lot of Chiefs talk to talk about today. NFL talk in general. Obviously, you guys saw the thumbnail. We're talking MVP odds today here, um, which have changed drastically oh, over Lord. the past week or two. Uh, this, is good. this is actually going to come down to the wire on this. We, we all thought it was going to be a runaway. Um, let's see how things unfold from there, but we're going to give our opinions on that in just a minute. But Tanner... You just had a birthday, so happy birthday to Thank Mr. Thank Tanner you. Dawson. Uh, you are now how old, Tanner? Now 33. That's very honest of you to say O-A-F. that to the crowd. It's very honest of you to admit the true age on the screen. Yep. You know, most actors and actresses, they make up numbers all the time, and you know, you're know, you out there being keeping it real with the fam out there at the Sports Buffoon <sighs> world. So I'll tell you what I'm that. at. Yeah. I don't know. Well, one of the cool things you did get for your birthday, it sounds like, from your wonderful wife. Uh, tell me about this, Tanner. We have some interesting drinks in front of us right now. Um, Tony, this looks like a, this is a margarita. Yeah. JG also has a margarita. You got a beer, so I don't know what you're doing over there. Well, I'm doing so much Scott's beer. My what? brother brought back. So, well, that's right. So you got the new Glarius. Is that the new Glarius? This is the Oktoberfest. Um, actually, really good Oktoberfest. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a bunch of different beers in my fridge for it. So this is a you know a non-GMO margarita. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so tell me about this thing. How is it? How is this made? Because it's it's not something you created yourself. There's a machine no. that made this thing. So it's a what do they call it? Bartesia. Bar- yeah, I think a Bartesia is what it's called. My wife got it for me for my birthday slash Christmas. So basically, it's like a liquor Keurig going to play. You take a little uh, packet. You put it in, it reads the barcode on the packet, tells you what to put underneath, whether it's the glass, a shaker, 
uh, whether to add ice or not, uh, stuff like that. And then you have liquor on both sides of it where it pulls the liquor from uh, using distilled water as well. So uh, you essentially it makes your own drink. You just provide the liquor, put in the bottles and go from there. So uh, you can select your strength as well. Light, strong, mocktail or a, you know, a regular, which is what JG's got because I had to finish out my liquor. So, you know, Mike's got the um, strong, JG's got, got the regular. One thing, okay. So whenever you you push you press the word strong on there, I press the word strong. I'm like, all right, let's see how this turns out. I started smelling it right away, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Okay, they did not joke around about that. I, no. I was curious what this was gonna mean. So if it's you guys legit. want if you guys want to go see it, go to my whiskey sports podcast page, my personal podcast page on TikTok, and there's a video there I posted on Monday night before the Buffoon and Bakken show. And I I gave you the demonstration exactly how it goes. And it's legit. Like that old fashioned I made on Monday night before the Buffoon Bakken show on that TikTok took me the entire Buffoon and Bakken show to finish before we, we were done. So, and so, reason I bring that up too, Tanner, because <sighs> Christmas season's right here, right? We are in Christmas season. Yeah. If you want to give something out to your family, to your friends, whatever the case may be, then this might be a good item to uh, throw out there for somebody. Yep. I think <clears throat> someone who needs to be their own bartender can just plug in a pod and make the magic happen legit legit it's that easy i don't understand why you gave him the strong and i got the weak i I feel like uh, i feel like i should take his drink well he took all my almost all my tequila i did not mean to i literally just said i wanted to try it yeah so i feel like i want to switch with him but then i might get his i don't want to contract his rsvp disease that's that's my issue so do you want to switch it it comes and goes it depends on how inflamed i am at the moment so well maybe we'll do that you're gonna have to go to the concert instead of mike if that's the case i don't want to spread any viruses on here well, we are already close enough to where this could be a problem, but um, good news is, guys, I feel like all the alcohol is going to kill off whatever comes in between us. So, with that said, let's dive right into it, guys. Enough buffooning around for the moment, which we will have more buffoonery. Don't worry about that. We are the sports buffoons. So, let's dive in for a minute here about the current NFL MVP odds, because I find this now becoming very interesting in my mind at least yes because last week we were looking at the odds right and Mahomes was like minus a thousand maybe not maybe I'm being over exaggerating about that but the clear-cut MVP winner of this league was Patrick Mahomes next closest was Jalen Hurts I think Joe Burrow was listed at like plus 1600 maybe 20,000 whatever I thought I thought it was like Alan Burrow Tua or something like that well Alan was a little higher than he currently is Tua, I think, has been around the same at the moment from where he was. Um, but what we've seen here over the past week is a huge jump on these odds right now. And, of course, you know, if any of you guys care about betting out there, you you obviously want to get the best value. Correct. And so last week when it was brought up by JG, Joe Burrow had, you know, amazing yeah, great. odds considering the situation. That might have been an opportunity to jump in on that, just considering you know how things may may fall in the end. Yeah. What I'm concerned about right now is looking at Patrick Mahomes currently sitting at about what I'm looking at FanDuel is plus one fifteen. So it's actually now plus one twenty five on FanDuel. One twenty five. Oh, sorry, sorry, one fifteen on FanDuel. One twenty five <laughs> on DraftKings. Your best odds is plus one thirty, which is on. Oh, that's not. Never mind. I don't want to count Sugar Hill or whatever. So well, these are these are roughly in the uh, same area. Yeah. So, but so, look at how close Jalen Hurts is now with Patrick Mahomes, exactly sitting at plus one fifty on, on the FanDuel. FanDuel. So yep. this is basically a pick'em at this point between the MVP odds on those two guys. 
And because, you know, first of all, the Eagles only lost one game. Hertz played really well all year. There's been times I've seen him play that I felt, you know, unenthusiastic about it. But at the end of the day, he's, he's done a really good job, for sure. It's surprised me quite a bit. Um, but going forward now, we've now seen Joe Burrow skyrocket above Josh Allen, actually, in the MVP odds. Uh, yes. Which is somewhat of a surprise at this point, I would say. Currently, um, Joe, plus, Joe just beat Mahomes for the third time. Yeah, now. Joe Burrow plus nine hundred on FanDuel, the best out there for, across all books right now, uh, versus uh, uh, Tua, who's actually ahead of Josh Allen uh, going into play. Both of them actually at plus fourteen hundred as the best bet. So. So that's what you got right now for Josh. So right now, what I'm looking at is 1100 for Josh Allen. For Josh Allen right now, I got 1400 okay. uh, best bet, which is DraftKings uh, plus 1100 is on FanDuel. And then after that, you drop down to some other guys like Cousins. Gino, so, Ty- Tyreek, Dak. So but. Charles McLean, Charles, thank you for commenting in. Greatly appreciate you watching the show. Uh, he says, "I think it's in order. I think it is in this order." Yes, Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Tua, and then Cousins. And he states he's not a Vikings fan, but if Vikings get the top seed in the NFC, Cousins has to be the conversation for MVP. So, first of all, he never said Burrow. Are we assuming that Joe Burrow sucks? or Joe why Burrow is not, is not in five? the conversation. Okay. So, my only question is, why not then at that point? Why would he not be in the conversation? I mean, the, the, maybe the he's odds looking ahead say otherwise. The schedule, I mean, maybe he's looking ahead of what they got coming up. So, well, he, he is in the conversation because he just went from what two weeks ago was he not plus 1800 yeah. when I told all, told all of you guys to bet on him, you know, at plus 1800, which was ridiculous odds. Yeah. Which yeah. now I'm, I'm obviously getting off of Joe Burrow because he's plus 600. But there's only run one reason why you would go from plus eighteen hundred to plus six hundred. That that's because you are one of the front runners now. Yeah, and I think that's that's the truth. Because here's the deal: if you look at the Bengals schedule, and we'll talk about this here more too as we as we go. But the Bengals schedule has a has a rough, tough lineup coming forward, including playing the Bills in Week 17 against Josh Allen one on one, which is going to be one of the highlights of the season actually between those two teams, and probably a battle for one of the top seeds in the AFC at the end of the day. But so Burrow has an opportunity right now to really take over this MVP race if he's able to continue to win out at this point and continue to defeat the opponents that come in front of him. Like, Correct. like the, he has the to Brown, win out. And the, and the Browns game coming up this weekend is not an e, not an easy test by enemies. The Browns have beat the Bengals eight out of the last nine games. <laughs> I'm not making that stat up, guys. It's, it's almost like the Bengals and the Chiefs. Like, the Bengals have the number. Browns have the Bengals number. So, correct. But if, if Joe can get over this little Browns hump that, it, that the Bengals have gone through now, um, that's also a huge stepping stone, too, because there's something about it. There's something that the, the Browns match up very, very well with the Bengals. And if the Joe can get over this this part this coming up week against what we might look at at the Browns and go, it's kind of a joke of a team. No, it's not a joke at all for the Bengals' sake. Like I said, no. eight of the last nine games they've lost. So with that said, I mean, Joe, that's stepping stone number one after you know going so forward. Can I can I give you the names since the bye week of the quarterbacks he has beating and will have to beat to win the MVP, I think? Right? So Pittsburgh, Pickett, uh, Ryan Tannehill at Tennessee, which was everybody thought Tennessee would be a revenge game. Ten, Bengals came out and ended up winning that game. Pat Patrick Mahomes. Now they got Deshaun Watson. Uh, 
They got Tom Brady at Tom Brady, by the way, uh, Mac Jones at New England, uh, Josh Allen, and then finish up with most likely Lamar Jackson to to win. Yeah, that's a that's hell a, of, a hell of a schedule a battle coming forward for the Bengals. So look, let's let's make sure we don't discount the Bengals and what they've done and what Joe Burrow's done to this point. So I think that's something we should not completely ignore. Um, Tua has done great with obviously a great situation around mm-hmm. him, and, and you guys know as, as well as anyone how much I hated any of the Tua hate over the past couple of years, and I've been a Tua supporter for the past couple of years too. Um, same time, I I truly feel like I cannot say that Tua is playing at a higher level, higher level, or at a more valuable level than Joe Burrow, and what he presents Correct. to that team. Uh, I think Burrow's value to his team is tremendous, not replaceable. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, just the same as Hurts, just the same as Mahomes. I think that we saw a glimpse of what it looks like without Tua for a couple weeks earlier this season in Miami, and it's it's not a, not quite as easy of a scope, of course, but I, I think that we have in my opinion, our top four guys. The top four to me are, without a doubt, you got your Josh Allen, you got your Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. Now, what you want to do with those names at that point is figure out if you eliminate one of those names from that team, how much further do they fall? And that's, to me, what makes the most valuable player in the league. So let's let's look at some what they have, right? Let's look at what they have. So if they were to get injured or whatever may be the case, right? Jalen Hurts, who does he have? A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders in the backfield, Dallas Goddard's coming back. He's got a lot. That's a He's lot, got a right? lot. That, that, to me, that actually hurts his chances to Correct. win the award. Correct. Josh Allen, who does he got? Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, Singletary in the backfield. That's still a lot. Dawson Knox. Uh, <clears throat> Pat, uh, Burrow, who does he have? Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Boyd, Joey, Joey Mixon, right? All all right there. It's a lot of weapons. Who's Mahomes have? No clue. No true number one. I mean, you get obviously Travis Kelsey. Let's look Travis Kelsey. Let's name some names here. Okay. Travis, Travis, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Juju. Juju when he's healthy, which has only been half the season. Scantling when he can catch a ball. Which is not anything to write home about. Kadarius Tony for what? Like two games which so far? Not even, <laughs> yeah. not even really been two so, full games. So there's not a lot of, like, there's a lot of, uh, what do I want to say, turnover in the Chiefs wide receiver ranks right now with injuries, with also just playing time in general. I think the narrative is always going to be like what we said in the preseason, or not what we said, but what the mainstream media said. It was like Mahomes is not going to do shit without Tyreek Hill. That was the narrative from the very get-go. And now that he's actually doing a whole lot of shit without Tyreek Hill, namely like being just as good, if not a better offense – like that that says a lot for Mahomes, and that's Correct. why he's the front runner. Correct. Well, he's doing exactly what I said was gonna happen coming into the season. And if you guys remember, I had this topic earlier on a few months ago about what Mahomes would look like without Tyreek Hill would be similar to what Stafford looked like without Calvin Johnson. And why would all of a sudden Stafford become more efficient without Calvin Johnson? Because you don't have that big number one target that you just throw it over to and expect him to you know, take the the bulk of all of the touches offensively through the air. Tyree Kill was kind of that guy for the Chiefs. I said to you guys and to everyone out there in the world that Patrick Mahomes would have his most efficient season of all time without Tyree Kill. Reason being, he's not relying on having to force throws into Tyreek or 
as many plays designed to just one guy that maybe shouldn't have actually happened in the first place. He's he's having to work the reads step by step of the process and not worry about what your name is, not worry about what your position is, because we see a shitload of Noah Gray in this offense. We see plenty of Jody, Jody Fordson now lately, too. We also see random names and Sky Moore, and we see Justin Watson. We see a tons of different guys in this offense getting touches who normally wouldn't probably get very many touches and many offenses in this league. That's because we're literally going through the progression of the basics of playing the quarterback position without worrying about we got to force feed this one guy other than Travis Kelsey. You know, that's that's the one reliable target that we all know is the best tight end of all time. I don't want to hear your bullshit right now, but I'm serious. That that is Antonio that is Gates. Made, Antonio Gates. That is what has made <laughs> this season so successful for Patrick Mahomes is that he's not worrying about trying to get the ball to Tyreek or so many plays designed for just one guy. He's doing the thing that made guys like Matthew Stafford better without Calvin Johnson or without having that one big piece to take over. Because when the Chiefs had Tyreek Hill, their number two receiver is Byron Pringle or Demarcus Robinson. Are you yeah. shitting my ass? Yeah. Like, that's a joke. Byron Pringle, That's a joke, un- unheard of this year. Demarcus Robinson's with the Ravens after signing with two other teams. I I would much rather have a situation where they're having to work with injuries with Hardman and Tony, and you're you're having to fit Sky Moore in a little bit more, and you know Juju made it had a couple good plays. MVS is extremely inconsistent in his playing, and it, it's frustrating to deal with. And and Mahomes is just. Matriculating the ball down the field efficient, efficiently, getting it to, like I said, tight end group, re- running back group, just whatever yeah. is open. It doesn't really matter. Making it work one way or the other because we're not worried about one guy getting the ball other than, like I said, Kelsey. So, anyways, that's my point about this is that we're watching him play at an MVP level because if you eliminate Patrick Mahomes from this offense um, and you're working with Chad Henney at that you, point. You might have eight, nine wins yet, but – it wouldn't be anywhere near. Where it'd be, it'd be thanks to Andy Reid coming up with correct things. It, w- it would be an Andy Reid thing, but you would still get nine wins. I don't know if you get nine. I'd say you're. Right. I, I, I just don't know if you get nine. I, I could. I could see eight, seven, sure, nine wins with Chad Henney at quarterback. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I just. I don't know that it would be. A, a Bottom thing. line for me is like a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, because those odds were just fucking amazing now we're at the point long shot i'm looking at josh allen plus 1400 yeah i mean i'm i'm not really comfortable making that bet right now i'm actually at the at this point in the season i'm more comfortable making the mahomes bet at plus 25 or plus 125 than anybody else and so yeah i mean if you if you got in on joe burrow a couple of weeks ago, when I told you guys to do it, that's great, but I'm not doing it right now at plus 600, not with that fucking schedule that Joe Burrow's got coming up ahead of us. Not at all. Now, would you do it? Would you like switch over to FanDuel and go the 900 route? Would that be closer or still not? 900 for, for Joe Burrow. Burrow. Probably not. I mean, I, I'm still I'm still hung up on two weeks ago. From the 18th. Yeah. I mean, like, if you, if you didn't get in on that. I, I just don't see it, man. I mean, not not with his schedule. I mean, he's got a shit show schedule. We already talked about it with the Browns, which is, dare I say, a guaranteed loss. You go Bucks, Pats, Bills, Ravens. I mean, right. he's he's good. If he, if he comes out of that shit three and two, 
like I think he still needs mm, to come out four then, and one at least. If he came out four and one, then yeah, at I least. could say he okay, could right now he now he could win the MVP. Uh, Charles, real quick here, commenting back in. Charles, thanks again. He goes, I'm a Lions fan, and when Vikings and Lions played earlier this year and Jefferson didn't have a 100-yard game, I think Jefferson only had like two catches with 23 yards, but Vikings won. Uh, Burrow has won without Chase. That's how I look at it. So it could, so it could be Hurts to a Mahomes or Allen win without their top receiver shot out or even injured. So there are games that we've seen Burrow win without – chase even higgins yeah actually my only problem with what he had said earlier was that cousins would be ahead of joe burrow and i cannot get down with that if he's if if the vikings take the top seed in the nfc you still can't put cousins ahead of burrow Uh, no so if burrow goes oh and four for whatever oh and five you're still putting burrow ahead no we're talking about right now well right now i'm saying in the conversation in the conversation, we're looking at a head. You're, you're saying if Burrow goes over 0 and 4 going forward for the series, 0 and 4, 0 and 5, whatever it is. Well, then no. I mean, so cousins going. We're play. talking about right now. Right week now, 14. no. Right now, Burrow is ahead of Cousins, but I could see Cousins sneak into the conversation. I'm just telling no. you guys of right now. If he gets it, top I'm can, not putting dude, Cousins above above Burrow. Here's top the thing: seat. if you're talking about Cousins sneaking in, sure, he can sneak in for a vote. Or two. He is not he is not sneaking into the the conversation in terms of winning the award. It's not Joe Burrow actually is in conversation for winning. So you guys are stuck with those four then. Like there's nobody on the outside in you see coming into play. I don't even get I don't think Tua has a chance. No, Tua, I'm not saying Tua Tua doesn't have a chance. Okay, but Tua is currently ranked above Tua's health is gonna conflict him more than he's technically ahead of Josh Allen right now, but he Josh Allen in my mind has a better chance. Yeah to win. Allen has a has a better chance slightly than Tua. We're working with a three dog race at this point, coming down the wall. So you're saying Mahomes because first of all, imagine in some kind of wild world, Tanner, with your thing that you're making up right now, that cousins would have a better opportunity to an MVP than Jalen Hurts. Not going to happen. I'm saying if he takes the one spot. And so, but if we compare Joe Burrow to Jalen Hurts, there's an argument to be made going forward. But Kirk Cousins is not going to battle with Jalen Hurts for for any kind of MVP spot. Jalen Hurts has that, his NFC side at least locked in. So right right quick before Tanner's looking that up, um, I would just say that with Josh Allen, the fact that he just lost Von Miller, to me, that's a big deal. Josh Allen is going to have to do a little bit more to put up a few more points because Von Miller being out for the season, Von Miller's an impact player. He impacts the games, former Super Bowl MVP. So that, to me, gives Josh Allen uh, a little bit better chance because he's they're going to ask him to do a little bit more to, to put up more points on the scoreboard. As I mean, the yeah, I on. mean, as, as time goes on, of course, I mean, let's not forget Miller's already been out a couple weeks as it is anyway. Um, so he's been working with that now recently. But Allen's ha- had some struggles this year, you know, the, the turnovers and things uh, like that. Red zone. Yeah. You know, there's been some issues with Josh Allen this year as far as that goes. Uh, at the same time, you know, Tanner was naming off all these names earlier about what kind of playmakers each team has. The truth is, I mean, the Bills have an amazing Stephon Diggs. The rest of it is pretty average. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen's working with a pretty average team other than Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Diggs. So, I mean, what, what Josh Allen does with that team is pretty amazing because he does carry that team in a lot of ways offensively. 
It makes a lot of guys who aren't that good look pretty good because I'll tell you right now, Isaiah McKenzie, just a guy. Gabriel, no, Gabriel, Gabriel Davis, he's just a jag. A, he's just a he's guy. A jag. What about Dawson Knox, though? He's also just a guy. He's just. Do you think guy. he's a jag? He's dude? Mike Gesicki. <laughs> Dawson Knox is he's Mike. He's a Gisicki. better Mike Gesicki. He's a clone of Mike Gesicki. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's not. Let's not assume. Like, sit here and talk like Allen has all these weapons because he really doesn't. It's just he has Stephon Diggs, which is elite. You know, arguably top two, top three in the league at what he does, especially route route running wise. Um, Naheem but, Hines is he a weapon? <clears throat> I, I don't. I couldn't care less about <laughs> But I'm. I'm just saying, guys. That's that's all I want to say. Hertz and Burrow have more weapons than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But that's the thing. Like Josh Allen is the weapon. He is right. the weapon, and that's that. What that's but, what kind of intrigues me on that plus fourteen hundred right so now. So that's the MVP. MVP is all about most valuable player in the league. If you eliminate Josh Allen from the Bills, that team is trash. I mean, what do, they, what do they do? What are they so going to do? Can we can we look at it this way too? Like, it looks like majority from what I'm seeing here, majority of these teams, uh, the players who won MVP at least the last five years, were the number one seed overall in the NFL. Mm-hmm. No one, right? Aaron Rodgers twice, which I believe Aaron Rodgers was the number one seed in 20 and 21. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So. Lamar, when he was with the Ravens, they were a one seed. Yeah. Mahomes in 18. And then Brady and seventeen. That's an interesting yeah. argument. So if you're if you're a one like if you get the overall number one seed, that really just comes down to whoever the one seeds are in the end. I, I like what he brought up though. Mm-hmm. Like that that made me think of Jalen Hurts. If you take Jalen Hurts off of the Eagles, that's still a pretty damn good team. Like they're, yeah, they they're not going to be they're not going to be an eleven and one team, but they're still pretty damn good. They might only have like three losses if you throw another quarterback in there. Like so that that would take away from me if I was trying to bet on Jalen Hurts to win the MVP. I mean, right. you could go even further. What Matt Ryan and the Falcons in sixteen were they? I think they were a one. Uh, back in yeah, they I were. Wanna, I want to say they yeah. were a one. Cam Newton was a one. Yeah, they were a one in that. Time. Uh, yeah, like you can go back pretty well, far. Winning goes a long ways, Tanner. That's that's Correct. why it's that's, important. That's what I'm pointing out. If you're not a one seed, to be a top seed. You know, it's, it's kind of like the whole Heisman thing, you know, with college football. It's like, how can I pick a Heisman who also doesn't even have his team uh, in the top four yeah. of, of college? You know I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not going to pick a random Heisman guy to win who has lost three games. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. You want to go for a guy who's helped propel his team to win a bunch of games, too. So, yeah. So, you're looking at basically Hurts, who's who would be a one in the NFC. And then the other side would be a Mahomes or Allen or Burrow. So, yeah, you're right. It's in that mix. But whoever is the one seed in the AFC probably gets that MVP. Well, let's talk about the AFC real quick because I think Jalen Hurts is the clear-cut clear cut front runner for MVP in the NFC side of things. And yeah. I think he has plenty of opportunity to still slip in there and steal the spot away from the currently favored Patrick Mahomes. But let's talk about the AFC here for a few minutes because this thing is pretty much wide open right now, and it's more open than people realize. And it has a lot to do with the fact of the way the schedule's set up right now. The Chiefs' schedule is lightening up here towards the back half of the season. Meanwhile, the Bengals is toughening up. The Bills ha- have many other roadblocks in front of them as well. Um, I- I'm curious to see what you guys think about how this is going to unfold because – we saw the Chiefs give up that number one seed just a week ago. 
Now, taking that loss to the Bengals was that rough. Hurt. Hurt. The Bengals have now beat the Chiefs, as you guys know out there listening, three times in one full fiscal year. Um, and that's something that doesn't happen very often in sports in general. You know, normally, even if you are a lesser team, you're going to steal one out of those three. And the Chiefs are not necessarily a lesser team than the Bengals. It's, there's something about the Bengals that have the Chiefs number in this situation. But so my point is, so looking at the AFC, it's a three-man race, in my opinion. We can talk about the Dolphins if you want. I still think if the you want to talk Dolphins, we can talk Dolphins, Tanner. Give me give me a reason why when you do. Otherwise, to me, this is definitely Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, because Bengals, even though they're sitting right there in that spot, then the Ravens are going to have their problems now with Lamar Jackson, going to miss some time. You know this is an ample opportunity for them to steal the AFC South, or AFC North, excuse me. Correct. And you know that this is their chance to jump up the, up on that right there. While the Bills, on this the other is hand, their chance. this is their chance to hold that spot because they do have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. So the problem we're running into is that week 17, as you said a, a few minutes ago, is Bills versus Bengals one-on-one, which is going to come down to basically who screws up the most in that game. Because the Chiefs at this point have no excuse but to not win the rest of their games. And if you guys, you know, and I'll follow Nick Wright out there of ESPN or Fox Sports, whatever he's working for now. Nick Wright has been saying, hey, from here on out, they're going to win all their games. The Chiefs are going to go undefeated going forward, including the Super Bowl. You know, that's Nick Wright's prediction, which he has a homer, of course. I, I get that. We can be two at times, of course. But if the Chiefs win out, I truly feel like they get the one seed because the Bills are going to slip up based on what they have coming in front of them. And the Bengals are going to be right there, neck and neck with the Chiefs. The, B- the Chiefs will see the Bengals at some point in the playoffs. I don't know how it's going to unfold or when and why or where yet. But how do you guys see this AFC unfolding at the moment? Uh, you know, we've we talked about the odds. We talked about Allen, Burrow, Mahomes. How about just football itself? How do you see this thing coming down to the wire? You know, I think as a Chiefs fan every year, I I look and I try to find the game where they're going to lay an egg. And especially when we get to this part of the season, we got five games left. We got Broncos twice, Raiders, Seahawks, Texans. I think the Raiders normally would be that game that I would look at and say, okay, yeah, that's probably going to be the one that they're going to drop. But the problem is it's the last game of the season. And so the way that this schedule is looking right now, I just find it hard to believe that we're going to drop, especially since we just basically did not play. We didn't play a bad game, but we didn't play our best game against the Bengals. And we lost for the third time to them in the calendar year 2022. I just find it hard to believe that we're going to lose any of these last five games, but let's just say we do, right? Let's say we drop the game at home to Seattle, just throwing out a random example. I don't think it's going to matter, dude, because I think the Bengals are easily going to lose one more game. So if the chiefs lose one Bengals lose one, we're still ahead of them. I think the bills are going to lose minimum two more games strictly because of that division. 
like that's a tough division. Like I, I can't sit here and try to give the bills any of those games except for the bears. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you the bears game. They're going to win that. But seriously, the rest of their games are in division. None of those games are going to be easy for the bills. And so if the bills lose two more games, Bengals lose one more chiefs lose one more, you know, we've, we've got the one seed. So that's kind of how I, I just feel like the, the chiefs kind of, they needed to, to have the loss happen. I'm not saying it needed to happen against the Bengals, but they needed to have that loss happen at this point in the season to try to fire them up a little bit because guys, these are most of these are just boring ass games. Like nobody's going to tune in to watch the chiefs play the donks. Nobody's going to tune in to watch the chiefs play the Texans. Nobody gives a shit. These are boring ass games. And normally what the chiefs would do, they would play down to their competition in games like this. But I think the fact that they just got their, their butts kicked again against the Bengals. I, I think this is their, their point in time in the season where, they're not going to play down to the level of their competition the rest of the season. Like they're going to take all of these games seriously. And I, I'm not going to be shocked at all if they run the table. I know a lot of people out there, you know, they're thinking, Oh my gosh, well, they're going to lose at least one of these games. I just, I don't see it, man. They like these teams outside of Seattle. These are trash teams. And so, Correct. but when you compare that to the bills, I mean, the Bills are going to go through hell these next five games. Correct. Correct. So it's sort of the Bengals. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> I I, th- I I think the Chiefs they have the path. It's it's not an easy path, but it's a better path than the other two teams that we're talking about here. So let's do this. Let's figure out the division winner first, right? So let's look at Cincy and Baltimore first. I want to see their schedules ahead and get your guys' thoughts. This is well, I'm, I'm relying on you guys here. So let's start with Cincy, Cleveland. Is that a win? No, not a guarantee at all. No, that's a loss. I mean, okay. That's a loss. What so did we just talk about? I mean, it's I know, not I a guarantee. Tampa? Uh, it should At be a, Tampa. It sh- that doesn't really matter to me. It should be a win, though. Okay. That's a loss. I've You're, got two so you losses. You a loss. Yep. So Jason's got two losses. New England at New England. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. So Jason has one and two. You have two and one. Uh, Buffalo at I'm gonna, home. I'm going to go with a win. That's the deal maker right there. I mean, yep. Cincinnati will so win three that and game. Two, Cincinnati can absolutely win that game. I'm yep. going to take Cincinnati to win. Three and one for, for now. Mike. Three and for, two argument, and two for Jason. And then Baltimore. They will home. lose. They will lose that game. Lamar will be um, back. So you you have them at two and three. I've got I w- if I just this is just out of yeah, the yeah, box. Yeah. I would say two, two and three. three is my initial reaction. Uh, I got him with a win on that, so I'll do four and two. So you got four, four and two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, four and four one, and one actually Baltimore. They have Pittsburgh this week. Poss- most likely no Lamar. Uh, I still gonna I'm gonna give him a win on that. Okay, I think that Pittsburgh's. I just think it's a situation of Baltimore is a, has a better structure to their team right now. Okay, regardless. Of yeah, quarterback. I'll give the, the win. Ra- I'll give the Ravens. I'm gonna go the Ravens. Okay, they got Cleveland at Cleveland. Uh, with with low, no Lamar, I feel like at that point Watson's going to be getting more adjusted to the Browns' offense. Should be more efficient than he was obviously this past week. Right. I think the Browns should get a win on that one. I will take the Browns as well. Okay, so we're one and one. <clears throat> Atlanta at home should be a win. Okay, that's a win. Two and one. 
Okay. Pittsburgh again. Lamar is going to be back for that. Should be. I, I would probably take the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens should win on that one so again. Three and one. And then finally at Cincy. And that's the loss. And you took the loss and he took the W. So, I took the W. Honestly, it still comes down to the Ravens winning if that's the case. Right? It could compare to the records. Or I guess it could, be, tied could be close. It could be close. It could come so, down week 18. Or what are you, week 18. The Ravens don't concern me too much, really. So so you're looking at that. So for me, looking at it here, like Jason said, Bills have Jets, Miami, Chicago, Cincy, and the Patriots to end the end the season. The Dolphins, on the other hand, have Chargers, very beatable team. Buffalo, Green Bay, another beatable team. New England, another beatable team. And then the Jets to end the season. Um, and I, th- I, I really think the Buffalo and Miami ended up knocking themselves out of the one seed race. And I don't think since he gets past uh, some of these guys like Tom Brady and Josh Allen. So I really think Casey comes, a- comes away with that one seed overall, even if they lose. That's the assumption right games. now, of course, for Casey. Because, look, we're not favored to lose any of these games coming up. There's Yeah, there's no. I'm also, but I'm not writing off. Happen. I'm not going to write off Miami for winning that fucking division. Right, and they can come alive. Like, I think in the end. They kind of hurt themselves, especially with New England and the Jets to finish the last two games of the season. Because if you go back up and look here, New England beat Miami 20 – or no, sorry. Miami beat New England 20-7, uh, but it was a pretty slow-paced game going into that. The Jets did beat Miami 40-17 so, uh, versus their first visit. So both of those teams will give it to them uh, going to play for the it's last the best, It's the best division in the NFL. Any, anything can happen. NFC East? No, I'm talking oh, about the a- a- AFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. AFC East. No, AFC West, right? That's what I, we said I, at the beginning I, I, of the year. Tanner, do you know the that a- the AFC East has every single team in that division has a positive point differential? Yeah, it's stupid. Well, so, if, if, if the season ended right now, all four teams are in the playoffs, right? Or is it just three of them? Uh, I, I think it's just the Jets. The Jets are in the. Yeah, the Jets would be in, but not the Patriots. Not the Patriots. Patriots are still out because we went over it last week. Kind of thing. So yeah, the they're they're still out. the best division in the NFL. So I'm not going to be shocked whoever comes out of that. Yeah, because you're going to have either the probably Baltimore and Bengals in that division. One of those guys will be the six, yeah. and then your seventh is probably going to be the Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, something that matter. Yeah, when are we going to see Bailey Zappi again? I kind of miss talking <sighs> about that. Guy. You're not going to see a him. great. That's a great NFL. You won't man. see him unless Mac Jones gets injured or really. Patriots are in a regression anyway right now. I, I see them falling and finishing well under 500 by the end of this whole thing this year. They could. Probably going to be a 7-8 win team at the end. Well, if you watch Thursday night, there was a, quite a lull, quite a quite a lack of effort. So, yeah. I say. And that, that whole offensive situation is pretty sad. Carlos oh, commenting got- in, guys. Uh, he says, Chiefs got cheated since C, but they need to fin- finish stronger. Uh, they like to see he would like to see the Chiefs play their own game and step on next and don't worry about the opponents in the schedule. Uh, yeah, so, so like when we yeah. play Denver this weekend, we need to win by a score of how about 48 to nine. three? 48 to nine. 48 to nine. That's cool with me too. I'll take Carlos it. Carlos has Atlanta beating the Ravens. The Dolphins can sweep after their next game. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And there's no good division in the NFL. Dude, the, Dol- the Dolphins are going to win that fucking division, dude. Like it's well, that's, that's pretty easy. Like there's no good division, but there's some that are better than others. Yeah, correct. 
So that, that's the key right there. Look, you can't say there's no good division if the entire AFC East is in the positive of point differentiality. So the entire division is in the plus side of things. That's something that no other division can say. So True. if we have to say that they are better than all the rest, that's the truth Yeah, about that's that true. part of things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so given the circumstance, I guess we're all sitting here as homers with Chiefs banners and all kinds of other shit around us. And we're going to say, yeah, we got we got this, but, got this wrapped up, got the uh, one seat that, That's great if, if you want to think of it as us being homers. But when I look at that fucking schedule, this I mean, I'm not being a homer. That That's a dog shit Look at schedule, the schedule man. and tell if me. You, tell if me. you can't take care of business against those in five those teams, four teams five. in five games, um, we we got some issues. We we got some issues. The we Chiefs. Well, we already know that the Chiefs have some issues, especially in terms of pass rush uh, and other things. But like like you got to be able to take care of business against those teams, or you're. We, I'm going to have lower expectations. Like if they don't if they don't go four and one, like. As a bare minimum, bare minimum. Like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be a sad, sad Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, there at, the at this point, there's shit. no slipping up at this point. So, I mean, you got the, the Broncos twice, Raiders again, and the Seahawks. Who it, Seahawks who look like it, they're on a downfall right now in a way. So, sure. Like, I mean, there's lots of opportunities right here to just start winning games. If you if you lose to the Broncos at all, these these two Broncos games coming up, then. You know that's that's a problem because that that is the second worst offense in the last 22 years that the NFL has seen. The next, actually, the worst was the Cleveland Browns of year 2000. The yeah. Broncos actually are second worst in the last 22 years in points per scored so, points per game scored. I know you guys don't follow like TikTok and that. Um, there is a guy on TikTok that records after every Broncos game uh, until Russell Wilson. Cat or throws the amount of touchdowns that he has bathrooms in his house, and currently we are at eight eight touchdowns. I think he's thrown this year, and he has twelve bathrooms in his house. So he's still this posting. Coming down to the wire. Made a shirt like this is like when I'm seeing oh. that kind of so stuff. So he basically takes up. more shits in a year than he does than he throws touchdowns. Russell Wilson, correct? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, in, in well, a year, I mean, in a week, in a week, <laughs> in a week. Yeah. Well, Mike does that. Well, I do. I Mike, take I take I more duplicate. shits in three days and yeah. Wilson three yeah, like three days <laughs> <all> th- takes. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, with with yeah, with with Russell Wilson, he takes more shits in a game in a day than he takes actually he touchdowns. I have I have I have taken more shits in two days, and you guys were there to witness. That's true. Not not, not, not physically, but you were Our around to witness. <laughs> <laughs> when Russell Wilson hits fourteen touchdowns, we can have a celebration. <laughs> Of him matching my shit. I total. mean, this, this guy is on a path to be one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the history of the game. All because he's going to the he's going to be in the Hall of Fame because he won one fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's all he did. He didn't do shit after that, dude. He's he, going to be one of the. He's, he's a fraud. He's well, dude, yeah. I mean, whatever fraud. you want, okay. System. He's going to be one of the most overrated quarterbacks. In and history. let's not forget that he sucked last year in Seattle. Meanwhile, Geno Smith with the exact same receiving core. Is a is over there putting up numbers. He's a superstar. Throwing for 360-something yards. He 70, was injured. 73% completion percentage for Dino Smith. Meanwhile, Russell oh, Wilson yeah. can barely get out of bed. He did. He fucked his finger last year. I did remember that. He was injured. Well, he was also injured earlier this year because the Broncos <laughs> were so damn ashamed to roll him out there again. 
that they're like, oh, wait, we got to come up with an injury real quick. So, guys, I know it's not part of our schedule. I do want to ask you something real quick before we do move on. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the reports on Matthew Stafford. He's been a concussion protocol. Turns out it's actually something to do with, like, a disc hitting the spine. So, like, this Oof. is, this is like, worse than – This is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. He's getting Peyton Manning. Do you – He's got to go to Germany and get that surgery. Like he, he's talking about not even doing the surgery though. Like that's that's the end of his career, right? Well, they, you don't bring do back that. Andrew Luck then. Well, no, they're going to draft a quarterback in the draft. Well, they signed Baker Mayfield in the draft. Yeah. I think oh, Sean McVay. No. Oh, Sean yeah. McVay's like, Fuck you know what? Let me see yeah, what I can I'm do. I'm sure. Yeah, he drafted he, Baker. They said Fuck they're going to draft. He doesn't have any first round picks, so they're going to have to. They're like, going to draft one in the second round. They're going to draft a quarterback. They're going to get Brody Croyle. They're going to draft Brody Croyle in the second round. Hey, maybe they can get Stenson from Georgia. You do understand. In the second round. I mean, he's 25 years old. I mean, he's pro ready, right? Tanner, you do understand that Baker is the third string quarterback this week, right? Like, well, this that actually do shit. He's actually going to start. McVay will start him. Um, he's not going to do shit. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to find the Rams draft picks for next year. Well, it's not very many of them. There's like four or five at the most. But. Dude, when you win a Super yeah. Bowl. Like, Second and third, a six, and then they got another six. Or, so they got three, six, and then seven. Three, six. They've already All got right. a championship ring, dude. When you got a championship ring, just fucking draft a quarterback next year. They got a first round in the 2024 draft. Hey! Well, all right. So, anyways, you guys. <laughs> Glad we got that all out of our system. We're going to be full of more hot takes as time goes on, of course, as usual. I actually didn't get it all out of my system. You need to have more out uh, of your no, system? No, I just, I you guys <laughs> want to trash the shit out of Russell Wilson. Like, his I want to pile on. His wife. I want to curb hey, his ass. His wife is really hot. I'm just throwing that out I don't give a there. damn about Sierra. Give him credit for that. Like, he did well. He did well on that end of the spectrum. He's a shitty football player, but a hot wife. So, at some point, you got to give him credit for that shit. Jason, there's a lot of shitty football players with hot wives out there. There's uh, a lot of them. A lot. Uh, I've seen uh, Brad Cottom lives in Overland <laughs> Park. I've seen him walking into his house who? with his wife. A Chiefs tight, a Chiefs tight end who never touched a goddamn football. In his never life. heard of him. And I'm just telling you, that's it. Doesn't really matter. You got your Garrett Dieters of the world. You know, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't it's, really matter. It doesn't really matter. Dude, it's it's Sierra, man. Who gives a shit? Sierra. Who gives a shit? Russell Wilson pretended to be a virgin so he could be a hot wife, Super Bowl championship. You know, give him a little bit of credit. He pretended to be a virgin. He sucks right now, but give the guy some. (laughs) A fraud. I'm going to go. Hey, let me go. Let me me just go Phil Jackson on you for a second. Fraud. Give the guy some fucking credit, all right? Who gives a shit? Carlos Carlos just said Jason sounds like half a Twitter. (laughs) Half a Twitter. Like, oh, well, you suck at your job, but you got a hot wife. Well, all the NFL players, I mean, 90% of them suck at their job, but they got a hot wife. Who gives a shit? Oh, geez. It's Sierra, a, dude. They're not. It's Sierra. I'd be right? more impressed if, That's if a big deal. Sierra was, was uh, maybe prime Sierra, not 40-something-year-old Sierra. So Still rich. I mean, Sierra looks just as good, if not better, than Giselle Bunchen, right? She had a song called Like a Boy. I mean, what do you think about that? It was a good song. I don't know. I mean, do you care about that? I like the song. <laughs> we we need to cut it right. Oh, my there. wife we is need hot. to cut it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about hot wives. We. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying, like, we watched a video about Giselle Bündchen before the show started. And I'm like, Sierra, Sierra looks just as good. I am looking. Look, I am looking forward to seeing what Tom Brady comes up with. I don't see Giselle on New Year's. What what Tom Brady pulls out of the bag, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio style. Sierra's out there hosting New Year's Eve shows. I don't give a damn about Sierra. I care about what Tom Brady has to come up. Some some Leonardo DiCaprio under 25 type chick. I'm looking forward to seeing what he comes up with because that's going to be fun because. I mean, you're Tom Brady. You pretty much get to do whatever you want. So, I mean, there's, there's some options out there for Mr. Brady. He doesn't which, care. He wants more Super Bowls. He's got he options another fucking Super out Bowl. there who are half the age of his former wife, Giselle. So, uh, you know, Giselle had her time. She's 42 years old. He could get one half that age and be just happy with that, I'd say. So, not that I'm saying he needs to get, get a wife again because I think uh, Mr. Red Pill Brady himself probably is recognized by now. That's probably not a smart idea to get married again. Um, so, anyways, you guys, moving we're right talking about We're talking about pills. Wow. Uh, we need to change topics here real quick. I tried to do that five minutes ago, you mother. All right. So. <laughs> uh, I can't edit yeah. myself. What he meant to say was mother bleeper. I and edited myself on that Get one. it all out <laughs> next time, would you please? Mother uh, bleeper. Uh, mother bleeper. All right. Well, anyways, I forgot the next topic, actually. We so we're going to talk about Jason's trip up to Las yes, Vegas. We're going to give him the top three spots that we think he should go. Yeah. So what are you going out to Vegas for in the first place? Uh, one of my closest friends, Dennis, is having a 60th birthday party bash out there uh, with a few other guys and myself. And uh, we're going to be staying at the Bellagio and just uh, have a great Great time out there. See what happens. We're only going to be there yeah. for two days. So I this is this will be the shortest stint of my life. I've been to Vegas probably. I've been to Vegas probably two dozen times. Never anything less than 72 hours. Right. This will be like 48 hours. Slightly Dude, I didn't realize it was hours. two days. That's pretty quick. It's going to be a quick turnaround. So, so you have to fit more bullshit yeah. into a shorter period of time. Yeah. So anything can happen at that point. So I think we're talking about uh, what, maybe top three casinos or something like that. So have that. you ever seen that movie Yes Man from Jim Carrey? Yeah. Where he has, yeah. he has to say yes to everything. Oh, yeah. I feel like on a trip like this, JG, you got to be yes man. You you got to be the guy who whenever your buddy Dennis says, hey, you want to go do this? You got to go yes. You're not allowed to say no. Hmm. In, in, a, in a situation like that short, you just have to agree to everything and just see what happens. Well, I think that's a great idea. I mean, even if so I end up, what if I end up in the desert with the, uh, if, the mob? If if your buddy, if, if Dennis, if Dennis suggests that you guys go out to the desert and, you know, whatever may happen, happens they out there, it. then I think you just got to say yes, because you only got two days to work with. Two days to work with. So you just got to say yes. All right. So. I'll put it to you guys. So my my three favorite casino hotels out there in Vegas um, uh, that I want to hit every single time I go out there would be Caesars, the Bellagio, and the Cosmopolitan. Um, Caesars, best place to play Baccarat. Um, They usually have like $25 Baccarat table out there. It's one of the largest casinos in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going to be staying at the Bellagio. Um, that's where all the professional poker players that you see on TV, that's where they play all their cash games. Um, and then after that, got to go with the Cosmopolitan because OJ Simpson got kicked out of there one time. And 
you all know that OJ is my hero. So I like to spend a lot of time at the Cosmopolitan. No, it's actually a beautiful hotel and, and casino. So those are my three favorite. What you guys got? So I'll go next year. So, of course, I'm going to tell you because that's the one I'm going to tell everybody to go to. It's the ice bar. Make sure you hit that up. Enjoy a little well, ice. Well, which one, Tanner? Because now there's three of them out there. <clears throat> there's three? Oh, yeah. There's three ice bars. I've been to two of them. Which so. one do you like better? Well, personally, I like the the OG, which okay. is down the south end over there. Um, which was the hotel in the south? That's end? a private. We had a private outing there. That's at, true. Uh, Mandalay Bay. Mandalay, Mandalay Bay. Bay. Yeah. Mandalay, Mandalay Bay. That's no, nobody ever goes over there. I prefer it just for old time's sake. So okay. I I like that one the best so far. Okay. So Mandalay Bay shops then. So ice bar. But then I'm gonna tell you to go to two sports bars, uh, or sports books that have been really newly done. Well, newly for me. So Caesars is gonna be one, and then the. Uh, <clears throat> What was that? The link L I N Q. Yep, that's they, another Caesar's property. They just got done. I think it's only a couple of years old at Max. Uh, they just got done with their sports book out there. Looks tremendous. I've seen pictures, seen video of it. I think you should go check that out. It's all you're, you're saying it's all about Caesars now because like 10, 12 years ago, it was all about Mandalay Bay. That was the best sports book in oh, all yeah, of Las no, Vegas. Caesars. And now it's switching back to the Caesars side. Caesars, yep. <clears throat> definitely one of the top spots there. And I think they just redid some of their TVs too to make it look better in their seating. But the L uh, link, the LNQ looks tremendous. I've seen videos on TikToks. I've seen stuff like that. And it looks like probably one of the most best spaces out there. So that's my three spots for you. All right. Very nice. Well, Jason, I know I've known you now for quite a while. We've had many discussions about Las Vegas and one of the things I'd recommend to you, which you're probably not going to do because you just refuse to do so. And I know you only got two days, so I don't blame you if you don't do it this time. But you got to get your butt up to Fremont Street, north of the Strip. <laughs> one of the funnest parts of town wow. that there is. And I give you a little of that. Not that I've ever done that. Wow. But give you a little bit of that party atmosphere up there in Fremont Street. It's It's a very different experience. It's, it's a nightlife lifestyle, but not the same way you'd see in clubs. Um, it's it's very much outdoors, just just everyone partying in the streets kind of atmosphere. Of course, they have casinos lined up everywhere. Also, some great restaurants right there, too. It's It would at least be a very different atmosphere from anything you've ever seen before in Vegas. Um, but it is a, just a couple of miles up from the Strip, I suggest... Because you've never done it, and I know you you talked about being worried about it. You I'm should, scared. You I'm should scared shitless of that. Get place. over there and do that anyways, and just that way you can say you've seen it and done it, and then get your ass back down to town. It's good weather, 46, um, 45, 46. So that sounds cold. Low, low, low wind. I I appreciate that suggestion, Mike, on Fremont Street Street, but I would much rather just hang out at the Pond Stars, and at hang out at that chapel that's next door where one of my other buddies got married way back when i'd I, much rather do that than go to fucking fremont street I'm, well you you could do both but i i'm pretty sure i got married somewhere around pawn stars i don't know i don't even remember right now oh it was you i think it was me <laughs> i thought it was one of my other buddies i think no, it, was, it me. was him dude. i think it was me that got married around pawn well, stars. Sure, yes. i got married right next you door and to i pawn went stars. into pawn stars afterwards yeah no, no, jason I, and i went well we I, I walked in Did for a minute i walked right it for a minute i didn't uh, i didn't walk through it i just walked yes yes i know i just want you to go get married again so i go to that same fucking place and have a great that's a great it's mike that got married well i was wondering what he was talking about i was like wait a minute i thought well, I knew exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> All right. Next next in line. So I so 
guys, there's there's a lot to do in Vegas, of course, but I like the, the nice food out there, of course. I think New York, New York has really grown its own great food area around there. So I, I think New York, New York in that great area over there, food over there. Lots Shit. of great options. German food. There's Italian food. There's food everywhere out there. They got the M&M shop if you care about that crap. Um, so all that kind of stuff. I think New York, New York's area is perfect for if you just want to eat some damn food. Um, otherwise, you know, I just I think you need to, you know, it's not it's not a time of year for pool season by any means. Otherwise, I'd say you know Bellagio or you know, if you can find time to go do that. But you know, I, I think in general you're gonna want to stay inside the and stay inside more, and you got to find that indoor club that Tanner and I got roped into about eight years ago. You walk in there and they, they offer you a ticket and they say, Hey, we got to buy one, get one drink upstairs. And you're going to say, Oh, that just sounds like a great idea. I'll do that. You take that ticket. You go upstairs. And you do that. Oh. Buy one, get one drink. Where the yeah. hell was you that? walk up that to that bar? Hollywood. You walk up to that bar and you say, "Oh, I'd love to take a buy one the, get one drink." The, okay. bur- the burlesque. You, you go to your order your drinks and you sit down in a comfy chair. Oh. Next thing you know, five minutes later, you got some some ass dancing in front of you. I mean, out of nowhere, I didn't even ask for this. I, I just want a drink. It's all clothes. No, you guys were begging right. me. You were begging me to go up there. I was sitting at the baccarat table. Look, remember, I, I heard on baccarat. Yeah, you yeah. guys went up the escalator. I heard buy one get one. With tickets and I was like, yeah, I'll go up. And then, and then there's it. fancy chairs, They're all clothes, so it doesn't matter. And you just sit there with your drinks and have a good old time, man. That's it's a. I, I think it's something everyone should do at some point. Do they get naked up there? Or nope. Am I thinking of the European? Uh, dude, it's pool. very classy. They would Is not. That- no. show off their clitoris because that if you could just go to a, <laughs> that's where you want to go like do we not all agree the number one place in vegas is a european bathing pool actually no that's i do agree. i agree with place. that but fuck the that. club in, De- in december <clears throat> never went to that well first of all we've no, seen no he didn't no he didn't hold go. on he was chicken shit you know why you know why european right. bathing pool is better than the club because you could literally get in that pool and immediately do whatever you want in there. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Compared to going to a stupid ass nightclub until four in the morning, and then maybe something happens, then maybe something goes somewhere. Meanwhile, in the European yeah, bathing pool, you literally get in there and then go right back to your room immediately. Immediately. No. It's that fast. Nothing happens. It's, it's that better. fast. Nothing happens at a nightclub, but in a European bathing pool, it's, everything happens. It's better, everything yes. happens. It's better than the clubs, but I and love cheaper. The, the clubs are the That's second true. best thing to do. You're not paying twenty five dollars for a Patron shot. No, you're paying more. No, best you, nightclub uh, in the world. Uh, man. Patron big. in your room, and then bring her back up. Las Vegas has the best nightclubs in the world. So dude. Carlos here, Carlos here says Hard Rock best place to get smashed to win all your money back. He asks who's partying, <laughs> and then he goes. Jason's going to come back as a 60-year-old man. <laughs> uh, well, it's only two days, but I mean, it's possible. It's only 15 more years, so I'm, I'm getting there. You're getting close, man. 15 more years, dude. I think you and Brady need to have a 50th birthday together. Oh, Brady! Oh, Brady's my hero, dude. I, mean, I love Tom Brady. Would you party with Tom Brady in Vegas? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's going to be single by then still, so, I mean, it would be a great time to have a good old time Because yeah, then I would get to meet, like, Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. Those are his boys, right? And then yeah. they would all be old bums. Rob, Rob yeah. Gronkowski Bunch should be old there. bums, yeah. Partying with Gronk would be, like, a different experience. I don't know if that would be good or bad, but. That's a topic for next week. Gronk is supposed to be coming back, right? 
No, it's that time of back. year, I but told I, you I think he's back. done. He's more into professional I wrestling. I told you he's done. You know, one of these days we'll talk about Odell, but I freaking hate he's that He's done, too. He's not coming back. No, Odell, but he likes, yeah. to, he likes to get a lot of attention. Yeah, though. he does. Nobody wants him back. That's sad. I'm sick of him. That's his chance was with the Cowboys, and he's not, he's not coming back. That's sad. He's a jokester, man. I'm sick of his ass. Odell is done. See, told you I didn't want him. All right, guys. Well, now that we got that out of our systems, right? Fully this time? Yeah, shout, I, think, I think so. Shout out to Flamingo. I'm going to go to Flamingo. As I well. want to talk about Vegas some more, but we're going to do that off the air where I can say more more naughty words. Um, so <laughs> with that said, guys, we got to dig into our easy money bets of the week, of course. Um, so as you guys know out there listening, we every single week have our pick of the week in sports betting world out there. Kansas has legalized it. Of course, we're based out of. So that means we've been digging in to the nitty gritty each and every week to bet on some things. And, you know, some weeks we hit, some weeks we don't. But we're, we're supposed to be giving you our easy money guarantee of the week. And I feel kind of bad about that. I feel kind of bad saying that out loud because we as a group, as a collective group, just had our worst week we've had this season. Oof! This season we had our worst week we've had so far to this point. And I, for the for the record, am pissed off and I'm sick of the Dolphins. I Two of my losses out of the three losses I've been having this year have been because of the Dolphins not holding up at their end of the bargain. So I am officially over Dolphins. I'm officially over the Dolphins' bets. Um, so I'm not going that route today by any means. So, Tanner, please take it away. Tell the people our sad story about how we finished up this past week because we will make it up to you guys. We've had a, We had a bad week. We'll get back. We'll, we'll I had be a better. good week, didn't I? No, I went undefeated. No, we all, literally, we all shit our pants. No shit. So, all so right. we're going to try again. All right, here we week. go, here we go, oh, here we shit. go. Week 13, guys, was a rough week for us. Uh, JG had Pat's plus four and ended up not being remotely close. <laughs> JG is eight and nine <laughs> on the season. Mike with the Dolphins plus four did not happen because choke job, Mr. Relevant. Purdy winning the game 10 and three for Mike. Uh, and I actually doubled down on that Dolphins. I took the money line for the value of it all. Uh, obviously that didn't happen because Brock Purdy showed up uh, and then UCF money line uh, did not happen either. It did start to come back kind of worried me because I actually had Tulane in a parlay on Saturday and I was trying to get a little worried. So, but granted UCF did not win that game. So I went eight, I'm uh, not eight and 16. No college bet this weekend because it's Army. I think it's Army and Navy. I'm not going to bet on that. So, No college bet. Thank God, Tanner. <sighs> not until next week. We can officially – yeah, that's true. We'll talk college more next week, actually, I think. So we'll, we'll focus on it on – Bowl season. Um, so, Tanner, with that said, um, who should kick it off? Who has the first – You know what, JG, I'm going to let you kick it off. Since we're going well. I'm going 3-0, and dude. I know three. we're all, oh yeah we're only supposed okay. to give two, but I want to go above and beyond for you listeners out there. So we're gonna we're gonna get right this week. So uh, let's start with Raiders at Rams. Uh, this is gonna be a walkthrough. The Rams are a shitty team. Uh, the starter, starting quarterback for the Rams is John Wolford. He's got a neck problem. He is questionable. Probably gonna play anyway. Uh, I'm not worried about Baker Mayfield showing his ass out there. Not this week. So give me the Raiders. They are minus six. That should be a pretty easy game. 
easy game for the Raiders. So, so real quick here, you can get minus six and a half across the board now. Uh, best odds is in FanDuel at minus 105 for FanDuel. Okay, so I'm taking the Raiders in that game. Um, next up is Philadelphia at the Giants. So I'm, I'm looking at a couple of tough divisional matchups here. So Philly is minus seven on the road. I am going to go with the New York Giants here to cover. So give me the Giants plus seven at home. Plus seven, best bet, minus one. Oh, oh minus one. Oh, uh, six and a half and minus one, two. So minus one, oh, seven. And for plus seven is on points bet currently for the best bet. Okay, and then number three for you guys, since I'm giving you a bonus this week to make for make up for our errors last week, I'm going to go Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit is minus two. This is another tough divisional matchup. Minnesota is ten and two. I just do not believe that they are a ten and two team this year. I'm not confident them confident in them at all. So I'm going to take the Detroit Lions to cover minus two. Minus two, like it. Uh, minus you can get minus two guys over on points bet for minus one oh seven. Very very nice. All right, three picks there for JG. Uh, I have two for you guys for the first time this entire year because I've been giving you my one every single week just because I wanted to give you guys my my number one best pick and not focus on too many other things. Just I wanted one to be locked in. I've done very good with that so far, but I have two today because I think we need to make up for what was a terrible week last week. So my first one to kick it off, as you guys heard me say earlier, the Browns have now won eight of the last nine games against the Cincinnati Bengals. And with that said, I'm not taking the Browns to win necessarily, but I love plus six on Cleveland. So that is absolutely in my books on that one. You want the plus six and a half over on FanDuel? If if they have, I'm looking at DraftKings. So if FanDuel is six and a half, I'll take six and a half, of course. Of course, if it lands right on six, that means <clears throat> money back. So so if you do the six, guys, points bet again, minus 107. If you do the six and a half, uh, minus 122 over there on FanDuel. That is right. And I, I think anyone out there with a little bit of common sense can look at the situation and go, yeah, I mean, the Browns have their number. I mean, the Browns have had their number for a long time now. And there's something about the way that team is structured, especially now with Deshaun Watson at the helm. I'm curious to see if Watson can become more acclimated to that team. Yeah. And if he sucks, Jacoby Brissett deserved to be, deserves to be plugged back in at that point. Now, with Jacoby and the Bengals whooped up on the Browns. So, just FYI. That's right. At the end of the day, it comes down to Nick Chubb in the <clears> running <throat> game, getting the job done, which they've proven they do that in the past. Correct. So I assume to see more of the same thing uh, for my next one here. Uh, just there we go. Next one here. We have an interesting game between the Houston Texans and Dallas Cowboys. And I, I say interesting in jest a little bit um, because this will be an absolute blowout. What we've learned, though, about the Cowboys here recently is they don't give a damn about keeping the game close or playing nice or Anything for that matter, you know, Andy Reid style, where it's like, we don't want to run up the score. No, these guys will run up the score if they have to. They don't give a shit right now. <laughs> the Cowboys and Houston Texans are over under 45 and a half. Ooh. I want you to nail the over on that. Nail it. Big time. Cowboys are going to put up another 40 burger alone in this game. 
Houston might put up 14 points. But still, at the end of the day, I care about the fact that this is going to be a blowout in the favor. What did you have? Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, 45 and a half. Can I up you to 47 and a half? I don't like that. I, the bottom well, line look, is, I don't have a problem with that. So you're doing 45 is what you had initially. I have 45 and a half right now, live on DraftKings. Well, let's refresh it. Bottom Bye. line is, he said, start nailing her. He said, you need to start. You got to nail. Start yep, nailing 45 and a half. Yep. You got to nail <laughs> 45 and a half. That must have just changed too. Well, I want you guys to jump on that shit because I saw it a little bit ago and I loved it. <clears> so for me, this is a big one. Absolutely jump on that. 45 and a half Texans and Cowboys. This will hit the over. I I prompt this is more of a guarantee than my other pick was. So nail that shit. Cowboys, Texans over 45 and a half. This was the line that opened up at 48 as as the over under. So 45 and a half. You can get minus 107 on points bet for your best bet on this bet. Love it. Love it. Kill it. Okay. All right, guys. So I got two NFL picks for you. Um, I am actually going to go the Minnesota money line on this one. So that's opposite of what JG Correct. said, big time. Correct. And I've already put a bet down on this in one of my bets. So I'm going to go Minnesota money line because it they opened up at minus 130. They're now up to plus 120 over there in FanDuel. So I'm going to take that value Gosh, into play. And I'm going to go that money line. That's one of those coin flips, I guess. Oh, it is. I mean, I feel like it completely swapped. I'll still take the Vikings personally. And then uh, another one looking for an upset here going to play. Now you guys calm down. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. Don't like, get give a... me the Carolina Panthers over the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, I am picking against Geno. I am mm. picking this the twelfth twelfth man. Just uh, to win? Just to win. Plus one seventy. Mm. I can't get with that. No. Who's the quarterback right now on Carolina? I don't even know who it is. It's Sam Darnold, dude. Oh, geez. That's his MVP. MVP. Uh, last year, yeah, he was in the running for MVP. So, I don't know. After week three. So, I was going to ask you guys, too. I was looking here at the Jets-Bills game. That kind of intrigued me at the nine-and-a-half mark. It's literally stayed the same uh, since then, uh, since it opened. Do you guys like the Jets covering that nine-and-a-half yes. at all? Yes, I do. Um, Jets-Bills, yeah, they're going to play them tough. I think, I think it'll be fairly so. close. I think it's up to whoever. Like, I could see Josh Allen making some bumbles in the ends, like the red zone again this yeah. week. They, they're going to play him tough. Look, it's 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 a divisional game, which you know how these things normally turn up. Yeah, you know, even even this Chiefs Broncos game this weekend, I feel like it's probably going to be somewhat close. Well, I don't expect well, you a got blowout. Jacksonville, Tennessee. You got uh, Philly, New York, Minnesota, Detroit, uh, Cleveland, Cincy, New York, Buffalo. Uh, you said Chiefs, Denver. Um, and that's really your division games, but all those games are going to be, I think, pretty much nail biters all the way through. I think the Bills are going to shit them. I'll go on record right now. They've you already think they cover the nine and a no, half. No, they are going to lose the game. They've already lost oh. to them once, right? They didn't shit their pants. Oh, they, gotcha. They they lost to them once. That what's stopping them? What's stopping them from going Carlos zero, zero and two against, against the, the Jets? Jets? Yeah. You no, said bet against the Jets? Bet against the Jets. No. Against the Jets. Jets are going to win that fucking game. They're going to win I, that I mean, fucking game. I, first of all, I'm not going to touch that game as far as the line on that. Because oh, I'm not oh. going to bet on it. I don't I'm like not going to bet on it. Nine and a half. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. I just, I personally, I, 
I have no interest in betting. Like, I was on that expecting game. some movement here, like the uh, Raiders uh, Rams game with you know Raiders. I, I do like minus no, I love the Raiders to cover so, tomorrow against the Rams. I'm a big fan of taking the Raiders to cover. Like there's tomorrow. a lot of movement here. Um, that that one's a great one. I I don't uh, really want to touch Vikings Lions. Browns, yeah. as you guys, I just I just said I love taking the Browns to cover on that one, dude. It's like I already gave you my easy money bets of the week. This is not like I'm no, just no, no. telling. We're not putting on record. We're not doing no, easy money. We're not betting on the, the books away. I'm the telling you right now. Record. I'm going to tell you right now. The Jets are going to win that fucking game. I'm telling you that right the fuck now. I I'm not going that far. Zero and two. Bills are going to be zero and two against the I mean, fucking Jets. Uh, this is an off the record mark from JG. Off the record. Jets, bro. they're done. Mike White will play horribly. Hey, fair enough, man. Hey, fair the enough. team believes in Mike White, though. They like him. So. They do. There's a lot more energy with that That's Mike White than anything. So, Yeah, that is a thing. So, uh, guys, I mean, we've had a hell of a buffoon show today. More buffoonery than normal, I would say, in general. Um, mainly because I just I feel like this week we have not had anything that interesting to talk about. We needed to have a rundown of our MVP race at the moment. Kind of we check in to, to, to talk about JG's Vegas atmosphere. Um, we don't really care about where Aaron judge ends up, which oh, we do Carlos probably does. He's the Yankees now. Aaron judge is going to stay with the Yankees. I would have cared if he would have ended up on the Padres, which that, that was legit. Been cool, like, I guess. They were fighting was... to get him. I then I would have been interested. It, would, it was a higher chance for him to go to San Francisco or Boston, even than the Padres. The Padres I mean, were pretty low there. I would have loved it, dude, to have him on. Could the you Padres. imagine that though? Oh, I would have loved Fernando Tatis, uh, Machado, um, uh, Juan Soto, Juan Soto, and then Aaron Judge. All I would have loved really that. Cool, shit, yeah. Dude. I would. Oh, loved and it. Eric Cosmer, because he's yeah. No, Eric Cosmer got traded. Sorry. Uh, the guy that replaced right. Eric Cosmer. I can't remember his name, but uh, I would have loved that. I would have loved insane. that shit. Insane. That would have been like a literally. But, but, you, but Aaron Judge took less money. Like he did he actually took less take, money take to less money, stay so. in New York. Yeah. Yes. Well, good for him, man. Good for him. It's a guy who knew what he wanted. So he still got a nine year deal as a 30 year old. So nine year deal, dude. Did All you right. hear some of the other deals? Verlander, 40 year old guy. Two-year deal, eighty-five mil to go to the Mets. After yeah, after uh, uh, elbow, his elbow surgery a year ago, uh, before this, you know, World Series win. Well, he's a superstar. Oh, you you pay you pay them their money. I think pay, I, I think they panicked money. after Degrom went to the Rangers. So I don't know, man. It's insane. All it's right. Insane. Well, we're gonna have more to dive into next week, of course. Um, well, have bowl games to talk lot. about next week. Wow. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk some NCAA next week a little bit more and college playoff situation, how we see that unfolding a little bit, as well as just the update on NFL news and how that thing is unfolding. And if we're right about our easy money picks, I feel pretty good this week about mine, um, mainly because the Dolphins are not included. Um, so Because they've screwed me twice, and uh, I'm getting sick of it. So they're not included in my picks going forward from you here know on what? out. I'm interesting to have you on on a Sunday morning. And you can talk to Johnny Cruz about it. Talk about his Dolphins and say, what the hell, dude? Here's the thing. I kind of like the Dolphins in some ways. I like certain aspects about that team. It's such a disappointment. But though. every time I pick them to do certain things in, in betting scenarios, they screw me over. <clears throat> so at this point, they've been my, my big nemesis. Well, I've won. Things. 
two weeks with them at one point, and then the two times that you bet with me in the Dolphins, we lost. So that's what I mean. I'm over it. I'm not betting Dolphins again this year. I won't touch. Not them. good. So I'm not interested in all that crap, and their defense pisses me off. So I'll put it that way. All right, guys. Any final thoughts? Uh, I'll be on uh, tomorrow. Let's talk sports right after. Oh, I guess 5 p.m. Central. Right after work here to talk some fantasy football filling for Ryan Larson. So. Me and Ryan, Ryan's brother will be on tomorrow. Uh, so check in on Let's Talk Sports. I, I need to know, talk, talk to Ryan about this, but I need to know Ryan's outcome on his 532 fantasy teams. I want to know what percentage of those are going to the playoffs. I can tell you I'm, I'm going to do a beat down this week on one. So so I'd like to know how all those teams panned out. I'm well, pretty I'll, curious about I'll reach out that. to him on it. I'll reach out. Yeah, and, and yeah, we – you know, I think I think next year Ryan and I need to have more heart to heart on fantasy football topics. That way, I can set them straight on the who who he needs to be going after a little bit. But Sounds very good. I say that, guys. I would. I, I love Ryan and the work he does on fantasy. So, um, I I think that he does a great job on that. I think sometimes maybe he overthinks certain things. I don't know, but um, it's the beauty. He's, of it. he's definitely fun to listen to and talk with on fantasy because he's one of those guys we can chat for probably hours about oh, all kinds God. of different opinions. So. Thinking you bad. All right. Well, uh, with that said, JG's got to get on eBay and do some crap. And I'll see y'all on the next one. Outro. See you guys. Marguerite.